as we welcome in Matt Laughlin, Devils play-by-play man, back to the program. Uh, Matt, you're with Kevin Carries and Hockey Hall of Famer Grant Fuhr. Welcome back to Sports 1440. Kevin and Grant, thanks very much for the invitation. It's an honor to be talking hockey with you guys. And uh, as I said in a hotel room in Nashville, hoping the Devils can continue to find some winning ways. Yeah, well, uh, in Nashville tonight, but uh, a big win over the Kraken last night, Matt. Just your thoughts on how the Devils uh, came out in that game against Seattle. Well, they extended their play from Saturday against Carolina to last night's game. Now, different opponent, Carolina much better, Seattle struggling like the Devils to try to find some traction and get into the postseason. But what was most impressive from a devil standpoint is that for the second straight game they limited opportunities in front their defensemen blocked out well they got inside position the devil's passing was better they lost on saturday but they got a point out of it losing in overtime they got the full two points last night and it's a template that i know every team talks about right strength along the boards win those individual battles play good defense uh, have some support But the Devils just haven't been able to do that on a consistent basis, which is why they find themselves where they're at. But there's still time left. They're still knocking on the door. And if they can carry that over to tonight and then beyond, uh, maybe they can make a run at the postseason. Go ahead, Grant. I know you got a whole mitful to uh, address with Matt. Uh, Morning, Matt. Good morning, Grant. Um, So following all the rumors around, with the trade deadline coming up, do you think the Devils will do something in goal at the deadline? I suspect that there will be continued interest in improving that position. I think what Tom Fitzgerald is mostly concerned about is this, at what cost? Now, every trade costs you something, but I think as he assesses the team between some of the injuries that they've had, between some of the holes that have shown uh because of those injuries and, you know, some guys like Dougie Hamilton not coming back and young defensemen learning on the fly, so to speak, I think he's kind of torn a little bit. Yes, there's an opportunity here, but this is a fairly young team whose window for competing for a cup, as difficult as that is, is just opening up. So I don't think he wants to sell the farm for this year. So I know a lot of talk has been made about Calgary and and would Markstrom be available and what is the cost? And I think that as those teams go back and forth, you know, it's been reported that there was some movement and now it's backed off. I think all those factors play in. Yes, I think he would look for improvement in that position, but if they don't play better, and Greg, you can talk about this because my broadcast partner, Chico Resch, says about it, says it all the time, and you guys played the position so well. You, of course, are Hall of Famer. If you don't get help in front, there's only so much you can do, and so the Devils' breakdowns on defense have led to this conversation, oh, they've got bad goaltending. I think the goaltenders could be better. I think there are better options out there, perhaps, to pursue but if they don't play the way they've played the last two games, it, it doesn't matter. You could be in goal at the height of your powers or Chico at the height of his, and it would only have a marginal improvement. Go ahead, Grant. Yeah, no, I have to agree with that. If you don't have help in front of you, it makes for a lot of long night. Yeah. There's next question. Have had those. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Grant. Through their lineup, are they getting enough secondary scoring? Uh, they have 
consistency is why I keep coming back to on a consistent basis. No, they have not. Uh, they've gotten enough when he's healthy from Jack Hughes. They've gotten plenty from Jesper Brett. Tyler Toffoli is their leading goal scorer. Uh, you know, he has been fine. But Dawson Mercer at 27 goals last year, and, and Dawson comes into tonight's game at 15. Uh, there's an example of someone where it just hasn't developed. Timo Meyer, of course, was the big trade and signee and of uh, the extension over the summer. He had 40. That might be his career high. We may look back at his career and say, wow, that was the best year scoring that he's had. But he's not even hit double digits in scoring any He's battled through some injuries. He hasn't scored since the calendar turned to 2024. So, no, that depth of scoring has not been there. Yet they are scoring enough. They're still in the top ten in scoring. So there's been enough goal scoring to help them, but not the ease with which everyone thought it would happen at the beginning of the year. So uh, finding extra sources has been difficult uh, for the Devils, and they don't get much on the defense. That's where Dougie Hamilton's absence, in my opinion, is mostly felt. He is a gifted offensive defenseman. He had a brilliant year last year, and without him, there's a lot of pressure on those forwards because they're really not getting much from the back. Mm-hmm. Matt Laughlin, Devils play-by-play man, our guest on Sports 1440. Kevin Carey is Grant Fuhrer with you on a Tuesday morning. With a guy like Dougie Hamilton out, uh, Matt, how much, how impressed have you been with like a, a 19-year-old Luke Hughes who's been playing, you know, probably more minutes than what he should have been playing at this stage of his career? But what's what's he meant to the team so far in his young, young career? Well, you know, he has run the power play, the first power play unit, basically from the get-go. Even when Dougie was healthy, Dougie was more of a second-unit guy. Now, as they have struggled, they finally scored a power play goal last night, but they hadn't scored one since the middle of January. I think that would have changed, but now Luke is, is really the only option there. Yeah, he's, he is, as I said, learning on the fly, but he learns quickly, and that's what you expect from all potentially, potentially great players. Uh, he's got all the physical school, uh, skills. He's, he's the tallest of the three Hughes brothers. Uh, he's got similar vision, gating ability. All of those things are in his DNA, but it's just that process of learning this game on the fly. As, as we like to joke on the air, this is the NHL. It's not a weekend series against Wisconsin, which all due respect to Big Ten hockey in Wisconsin <laughs> It's a, it's a different level. And so it's it's an eye-opener, right? And he's not even close to 100 games in the league. Uh, his Not his partner, literally, but his partner in terms of youth and future hopes, Shimo Nemitz, hasn't played 50 games in this league. And he's seen key moments out there. So these guys have to learn in the best league in the world, and it's not always easy to do. So, uh, you know, we've seen some warts here and there with Luke, but for the most part, the grades are, are very high. Uh, I'll fire one more off, and then, Grant, you can uh, zip one in to Matt. But uh, you did touch on him, Matt, Timo Meyer. Is there a certain reason that you've seen that he just hasn't been able to gain that kind of uh, uh, attraction that he had uh, before coming over, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's there are a couple of reasons. Injury is one. He has not been healthy. He's not going to say that he's not at 100%. What player does that? Uh, but you can tell he, he's just not skating with a flow uh, that you would expect from him. I think he's fighting some confidence issues. There's pressure when you sign that big contract. And when you're not scoring and expected to, you start to kind of cave in a little bit and bring things a little closer and tighter. He started to come out of that a little bit, but but not 
to the degree that we have seen in the past, even with the Devils last year and certainly before that with San Jose. And I, I, I think... You know, Lindy's got to play the hand that gives him the best. Lindy being Lindy Ruff, of course, the, the the hand that gives him the best chance to win. And sometimes that means Timo Meyer's not getting as much time uh, in any particular game as he would like. He's been kind of relegated to a third-line role. So there's only so much you can do with somewhat relative to his past limited minutes. So I think there's a whole stew of reasons why it's not worked out so far for him. Uh, it's just the first year of a, an eight-year relationship. We've seen other players in other situations. I mentioned Dougie Hamilton, his first year with the Devils. Injury play, not good. Last year, brilliant. Uh, so uh, no one's given up on Timo Meyer. It's, it's just been frustrating from all sides to see his, his lack of mm-hmm. scoring and, and lack of confidence, therefore. Grant? How has Curtis Lazar and Palat played? Uh, they have been terrific. I, I, you know, Andre suffered uh, an injury earlier in the year, a core injury that kept him out for a while. And he has been basically everything, though, that the Devils have wanted. And now he's up on a line with Nico Heischer and Jesper Brett, and they've been the driver of what offense the Devils have had lately. Um, and he brings all of those intangibles that they that the Devils wanted, you know, the experience, the cup resume, et cetera. And he's he's a battler. He's just a grinder. You know, people, I think, because of his success with Tampa Bay, viewed him as a scorer. He's never been a scorer, and he's not. You know, uh, there's no complaints with what he's done. I mean, he's got 20 points on the season, or thereabouts, um, maybe just under. <laughs> At any rate, but that that's not what he was brought in to do. He was brought in to be that veteran presence in a dressing room with a very young team. And he's been all of that and more. Sure, everyone would like to see uh, him score a little bit more, he himself. But that that's really not what his role has been in his NHL career. Uh, and it's not here with the New Jersey Devils. But everything else is good. He's been able to keep up with the game. You know, people wondered whether that long contract uh, would, would age well. Um, and it has so far still three more years after this, but nonetheless, uh, he, he's been very good for the New Jersey Devils. And Curtis Lazar is healthy, and he's been a revelation. I mean, he his engine just goes, 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 and he's been fun to watch. He blocks shots left and right. He goes down. He gets buckled because he's not afraid <laughs> to take the shot and catches his breath on the bench, and he's back out there again. He's just he, – he's been a wonderful addition. Good face-off man. Again, a guy who battles in the corners. Devils have needed more of that. He's brought that and more. We only saw a small sample of him last year when he came over from Vancouver, and he was banged up. So we didn't see the real Curtis Lazar. I I, I think we're seeing it now. He's He's been fabulous. Yeah. Matt Laughlin, uh, Devil's play-by-play man, is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with Grant Fuhr and Sports 1440. It's a big weekend uh, for for you guys and the Rangers and everyone else uh, with the stadium series going on this weekend, Matt. So uh, the Devils take on uh, Philly on Saturday at MetLife. What's it going to be like to kind of be a, a part of this? And have, have you done these before, Matt? I, I had the pleasure uh, to do one outdoor game and that was back in 2013 when the Devils played the Rangers at Yankee Stadium and it was just a brilliant location and a sea of blue Ranger fans and red 
Devils fans going back and forth, and it, it was just awesome. This is a, a different setting. Football stadium will be a little farther away, uh, <laughs> but the, the excitement is there, and it's not the same rivalry as the Rangers Devils. But uh, the Rangers, uh, excuse me, the Devils Flyers certainly has a long history, and there are lots of long memories about playoff uh, wins or losses, depending on which side of the fence you're sitting. And so that will make it a very exciting Saturday night for sure uh, under the lights at MetLife Stadium. But most importantly, you know, the Devils are looking to gain on Philadelphia. They do have three games in hand on them. They are eight points behind them. So that's a big swing game, potentially big swing game. And so there'll be a lot on the line. They'll have to take care of business tonight and Thursday against L.A. for that game to matter. But it'll be fun. Uh, Ticket sales have been robust and under the lights. And it's not... An Edmonton winter, but it's still winter nonetheless, <laughs> and so you'll see your breath in the air, and it'll be all those good things. You know, so they're saying... The Jonas Brothers? Yeah, <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. That's the key, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was out to uh, brunch with uh, uh, two of my sons and their significant others and my wife on Sunday, and uh, one, one of my son's uh, girlfriends said, oh, the Jonas Brothers are playing? I didn't realize. <laughs> she's not much of a sports fan, but she's going to the game. Uh, and then she says, oh, the Jonas Well, you didn't tell me the Jonas Brothers was playing. I, and, and my son Connor was like, I didn't know you were Jonas Brothers fan. So, uh, yeah, that adds an extra element to Jersey Band with a lot of prominence. And then there's, there's another band here that I don't know if their name has made it out west, but uh, the Gaslight Anthem is a Jersey-based band that's had a lot of success too and they'll be performing during one of the intermissions so the whole thing tailgating uh you know the giants and jets playing there it's it's just a wonderful setting mm. so you you and chico will do the game will you be up or down or how does how does it work we are going to be up initially okay. i had heard reports that we were going to be down and i was looking forward to it though that up against the glass location makes it difficult when the puck goes the other way but i was mm. looking forward to it then i started to think hmm game is the puck drops around 8.20, means we'll end around, you know, going on 11 o'clock. Yeah. You know, temperature's going to be in the 20s. Again, I know nobody in Edmonton is saying, oh, you poor baby. Yeah. But to sit there for three hours in that cold, uh, <laughs> it would be an experience, but the best thought about as opposed to actually living. So we'll be upstairs. It'll be a long way away, but it, it still will be good. So Chico will be nice and toasty. Grant, so you, when you were growing up and then when you were in Vic, Chico was in with the Islanders at that time. By the time you got to the NHL, I guess he would have been mostly in New Jersey, a little bit with Colorado and some with Philly, but um, just your, your thoughts on, on Matt's broadcast partner. Oh, Chico's one of the nicest people I've met in the game and a phenomenal goalie. I mean, unfortunately for him, he played on some, other than the Islander teams, he played on some not very good teams. Mm-hmm. But he made some not very good teams very respectable. And it was always fun to talk to him, always fun to play against him. Uh, Matt, I always kind of, at the end of these segments, when we have guys on with Grant, I always say, if you've got something you wanted to fire off at Grant, that obviously you've uh, watched and covered uh, his career over uh, many years, I kind of leave the floor open to a lot of uh, uh, guests, whether they be you know former players or, in this case, a broadcaster. But if, if you've got something off the top of your head that you want to fire off Grant's way, please do. Well, you know what I, what I think about is I think people say, oh, it was so easy for those Oilers teams, Hall of Famers from the goal on out, and, uh, and they were a machine. There's no question about it. But I'm just wondering, Grant, 
what internal pressures you felt. I mean, you had to be confident, obviously, with with your play and, and with the play of your mates and knew that going in, you know, I think about some of the Devils teams when they walked into the building and you knew you might not win every game, but they were going to make you pay a price and most likely they would come out. But there is pressure to perform to the level expected. I'm just kind of wondering what that was like. It seemed so easy, but I know it wasn't. No, there's the accountability for us came from in, within the room. I think that was the biggest thing. And then you've got a fan base in Edmonton that if you're having success in winning, they expect more success in winning. So there was also that little bit of pressure from behind us. But most of our accountability came with from with each other, where everybody wanted the best of each other every day. And it didn't matter if it was practice, games. You wanted everybody at their best every day. And you would have seen that with all the great Devils teams too, right, uh, Matt? Oh, with no question about it. Um, you know, Scott Stevens was not the kind of guy who got up in the middle of the room and made a lot of speeches. Now, he didn't have to. But if you came in, he, you know, first off, he'd cross-check you in a practice. It's a different <laughs> game. But, you know, if you weren't running the drill the, way, the right way, bang, there'd be a little cross-check in the back as a reminder that we have higher expectations. But everyone would tell you no one wanted to get the uh, – no one wanted to get the glare from number four if you weren't living up to, you know, that accountability. Like, we have something important at stake here, and, you know, let's let's not waste any opportunities. Yeah, no, I, I can certainly appreciate what you were saying there, uh, Grant. Uh, the devil certainly exhibited that back in the day for sure. Well, we really appreciate your time, Matt. I know you got a bunch of prep work to go to uh, get ready for tonight's game against uh, Nashville. Maybe you can slip off to Tootsie's for a late lunch or something like that. <laughs> That's always a possibility. <laughs> Temptation is just outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. Take care. Uh, Gentlemen, thank you very much. Be well.